0: Hey, Shuang here. Exciting news. We are launching a new series on this podcast called Learn with Shopify. It's the same great conversations you love with business owners, but we'll go even deeper into their area of expertise, like marketing, manufacturing, product development, and so much more, so you can learn how to scale your business. It starts in July on Thursdays, and it comes to you in the same feed as Shopify Masters. So come join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays this summer to learn even more with Shopify.
1: At first, art is not doing business and not about money, and, but art needs money to live, so that's the thing.
0: Oh, hello! Welcome to Shopify Masters, the podcast powered by Shopify, your companion for starting and building a business. I'm Shuang S. Shan, and you're listening to a very special episode of Shopify On Location, something that I got to record while traveling in Dusseldorf, Germany. Alright so how did I actually end up there? See Shopify just celebrated our 16th birthday and it got me wondering. Who were the first businesses that decided to build on our platform? Well, meet Klaus Rothkoten. He's the urban contemporary art collector who runs the gallery Pretty Portal, and it's located in Dusseldorf. The gallery was open in 2007. A year later, the online store was built and Klaus has been on Shopify ever since. Today, we sit down with Klaus in Pretty Portal. With Trams zooming by in the background, we chat about urban contemporary art, how to market a gallery, and how he balances the tension between being a creative and running a business. This is such a cool thing for us because Pretty Portal has been on Shopify since 2008. You are one of the earliest people to use our platform um, which is super amazing but before we get into your business um, you run a urban art, contemporary art gallery. In your eyes what is urban art?
1: Yeah well urban art is a, is a, is a modern art form. Um, it uh, originated from, yeah, from graffiti so most of the artists who uh, come into, uh, came into urban art uh, have, been, um, have been starting with graffiti in their early days because graffiti artists they never, uh, they never were able to make business and um, graffiti art never had the intention to go into galleries mm-hmm. so this typical original graffiti art that we know with the letters and, and, and stuff typography because the artists never made some kind of money, so they started to go into a different profession. They were photographers, they were uh, studying art, they were graphic designers, or uh, made some kind of printing uh, techniques. And so they integrated this new uh, knowledge and qualities that they had into uh, their graffiti and mm. um, created something new added these layers to the graffiti and because uh, you couldn't call this really uh, graffiti anymore, another name was needed and so it first was called street art. But that was more a media thing because it was art that happened on the street. And so the media said, yeah, it's street and art. The, the, the artists themselves, they, they called themselves still graffiti artists. So if you would have asked Banksy, for instance, uh, what are you doing? He would say graffiti. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, well, art historian and, and people like curators and gallerists, they said, yeah, well, it's, it's not really graffiti anymore because it's, it's going into the gallery now. Uh, it's it's not only topography, It's something else, and uh, um, so then a new name was was found, and this is called urban art. And today we we call it urban contemporary, because uh, many other artists who are maybe not have their origin in graffiti, but are influenced by graffiti mm-hmm. or or uh, have known this as a child uh, or a youth who loved it, but. Uh, um, came from a different approach to this art. They are more contemporary. And it's an art form that uh, is now a a part of the art market. We have um, art fairs uh, which only show urban art, like the urban art Fair Paris, uh, which is super important for this scene.
0: So, like you mentioned, Paris is like a hub for urban contemporary art. Absolutely. Um, And you're probably one of the few places that showcase um, urban contemporary art in Dusseldorf. (laughs) <laughs> so what drawn you into these uh, art forms and how did you make connection
1: with this art form? Yeah, well, so um, in my um, young adulthood, I was doing graffiti. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so I was always amazed by this art. I bought the original uh, spray can art book from Martha Cooper when I was a kid. Like uh, when I was 15, 16 years, I had this book and it was some kind of Bible for me in these days. And uh, yeah, well, we were doing graffiti in that time. And yeah, when you do something in that age and you're really absolutely into it uh, and you're doing something creative uh, in in your whole lifetime, it it always stays connected to you. So I never made a career as a graffiti artist in that because, uh, um, yeah, police forces were quite uh, uh, strong in these days and, and so um, the fines were uh, uh, very big and, and, and <laughs> so I changed into photography, 3D art and different things but I always stayed into graphical design and, mm-hmm. and graphical arts and arts itself. I was always uh, um, very amazed to to see museums when I come to other cities and um, yeah, I started to collect this art, a little bit of graffiti when it first came up that you could buy it, some prints, and then when it's when the street art thing started around Banksy and, and all these guys, uh, Nick Walker, uh, I started to buy this, uh, Obey for sure, uh, Shepard Fairey and Fail and all these guys. Yeah, then I, I wanted to show it. Originally, I came here and had this place as an office space because uh, I was a new media consultant. And I, I need an office and I came here and I said, yeah, this is a super cool place to show my collection here yeah, on the walls. And then after just one month, I said, yeah, that's boring just to show my own work. We have um, exciting artists in the area uh, and maybe I can show them. And I made a first uh, gallery show mm-hmm. here in 2007. Uh, which was super early for that time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun so mm-hmm. to work with artists, to, to show their works, to showcase the pieces, to curate the thing. And uh, yeah, and I showed uh, well, all the interesting artists I know from back these days, uh, from the, my graffiti time, yes. the, the guys who were still into graffiti and graffiti art and street and urban art then. Um, yeah, I was showing them here. Mm-hmm. and then it started to develop and then the first international artist came up and uh, made quite good contacts over uh, the years and it's still going well and now I have a really good selection of artists uh, that I love to work with who are internationally known and uh, I've been to art fairs several times mm-hmm. to showcase uh, the gallery and <laughs>
0: Gotcha I, I wanted to ask because I feel like there's often Um, a a tension between art and also business and artists who actually find success. It's the same kind of with music, you know, when you find your small favorite band and then they become really famous there's kind of like a friction right Mm -hmm. did you find that when you were working with artists that you liked and you're saying hey I want to show your work I want to help you make sales or I want to help you showcase what you're doing has there been ever that friction or tension
1: Sure. First, when I started, um, I made uh, some shows. The first solo shows with really uh, um, with artists who are super popular and and very um, successful today. Street art became more and more popular, and Banksy uh, Banksy's pieces started to get expensive. Many more contemporary art galleries started to jump on this new train, (laughs) street art thing, and contact the guys. So sure. I lost some artists to maybe art galleries with a longer history or who were bigger and who had maybe uh, also galleries in different countries. Sure, but yeah, well, that's that's how it goes. But in the end, it's uh, it's it's a mix. So you got to find a good um, personal connection, human connection to to the artist. Uh, you have to um, be absolutely convinced of the art this guy or this girl is uh, just uh, producing and showcasing and working on. This this um, chemical things between people it has mm-hmm. to fit and also the business has to fit. Sure. So
0: you started showing in 2007 and then a year later you somehow found Shopify and you wanted to start selling art online. Mm-hmm. How did you discover Shopify?
1: I had a new media agency before mm-hmm. and uh, I was doing new media consulting. And um, when I opened an art gallery, I knew uh, showing urban art would be some kind of a real vertical um, market. So to find enough clients here, uh, only in Dusseldorf, uh, the area, would be super hard. And um, at that days, there were no art fairs, for instance, uh, to to find collectors and clients just having uh, the gallery with no opportunity maybe to um, to buy the pieces directly was really really tough because it's uh if clients um they see maybe an artwork on my website and then well then they have to send an email well i promote my artwork online and not only in the gallery on an art fair i promote it online then why not give the people the opportunity to to buy it directly when they see it Mm -hmm. so okay, I have this, this idea. It should be really cool to have an online shop. Not just maybe in the start, not for the, maybe the expansive uh, original artworks, but, but especially also for smaller drawings, uh, prints uh, and stuff. And yeah, well, then I was uh, making a little bit of research and um, yeah, it was some kind of a friend of mine. He, he uh, just uh, said, yeah, well, there's this, this shop system and, and there's uh, this other one called Shopify. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, well, I found this, uh, this, uh, this system already, Shopify. And you said, yeah, that's, that's quite cool. It's easy to handle and it's not uh, you don't need to work so much with HTML and, and, and programming languages and JavaScript and stuff. And so this is uh, pretty easy to go with. And yeah, I said, uh, well, that's, that's amazing.
0: Do you remember where did you ship the first piece of art to?
1: I think it was somewhere in Germany. Yeah, but international sales came pretty fast, like uh, especially to England, uh, because the English market was pretty strong in the days. Uh, I had some artists like uh, Let, for instance, uh, one of the first German artists working with stencils, uh, and he was uh, known in England at that times. And uh, yeah, people found him here in the gallery again, and um, yeah, and I sold some pieces to England, but received orders from everywhere, like uh, France, uh, Italy, first the whole European Union, but then also sales to the States, to Canada, to South America, to Hong Kong, to Japan.
0: Have you also found people who've discovered you online and then they decided to visit you, similar to what I'm currently doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, there's lots of the clients who maybe found the gallery website and then saw, okay, well, there's a shop and maybe out here in the area, they, they took the chance to visit me here in the gallery.
0: Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or in the middle of scaling one, we know that building a business can be lonely at times. To bring fellow founders together, we've launched our merch store, Shopify Supply. From hoodies to socks, you can represent your hustle spirit. Check it out at shopify.supply. That's shopify.supply. And use the code podcast for 10% off your complete order and you'll get free shipping within North America too. Happy shopping. I want to ask about, I guess, marketing strategies that you have, because I imagine it to be very different. A lot of business owners on Shopify, they're selling mass-produced products, food, clothing, whatever it may be. Um, So they need to reach a lot of people so people can know about their service or product. But for you, you kind of have to find a specific type of person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you don't necessarily need to talk to a lot of people, but you need to talk to the right people. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you go about with your marketing strategies?
1: Yeah. So, all well, the social media platforms are really important. So, um, because in a way, it's th- that you don't need to, to make uh, a big marketing strategy with AdWords and stuff for big media campaigns. Uh, so, everybody knows you because uh, most of people. Wouldn't buy even if they know you, <laughs> because they don't buy art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and um, the people who are into art and especially into urban art, um, they they well, they are collectors. Collectors uh, are people who are searching for uh, where they can find it. So, I just remember myself when I was uh, uh, I wanted to buy um, the first urban art street or graffiti prints. Uh, they didn't find me I had to find them so I was interested into this art forum and so I was searching and well, sure search engines mm-hmm. are important you need to do, do good seo so that people who will search you will find you social media it's it's uh, really super important so facebook was was quite important a while but uh, today instagram is uh, the thing which is uh, where, where most of the people come to my gallery and um Going to art fairs is also important. Mm-hmm. And being on other platforms like gallery platforms, uh, for instance, Artsy or Art in France or, or White Walls, uh, it's also important to be on these platforms.
0: What about pricing? Because I feel like that is something intimidating for artists who are not familiar with business side and then maybe for yourself you are you were a fan of this art and now you're put into this position where you have to price and sell it. Was that section of the business kind of intimidating to think about in the beginning?
1: It's a bit difficult to make a good pricing because it's, uh, it's in a way it's strange. Some artists, they, they are very popular and well that's how the market goes, uh, it's like they, they start to raise their prices and then you start with other artists who are maybe not that popular already, so they have to start with maybe a lower price and so it's, a, it's really a kind of weird sometimes to, to talk with, with the artist to, to find the right price base, where to start and, and when to raise prices and in which levels and, and because it's kind of a triangle, you have to see with, with this, what are the collectors willing to pay and, and what kind of hype is created around an artist. And for sure, it's also a bit intimidating because um, you have this uh, thing that uh, collectors often want to make a good investment. Hmm. So which is something uh, what I can understand, but in a way what I really don't like. So I, I prefer um, to have clients who really buy the piece of art to put it on the wall. Because they love it and not to say, ah, that's a cool piece and maybe a cool artist. And this artist could be maybe worth three or four times next year. And
0: For your business now, what is the proportion of online sales versus in-person gallery sales?
1: Bigger original pieces. I have some of them also on, on, on in my shop, but uh, I don't sell them there so much. Because mm-hmm. uh, if an artwork is, is worth four digits... And more than people are still a little bit shy to to buy art online mm. so they prefer maybe to 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 come and visit me or to have a personal call or start writing emails and getting more detailed images from some parts or just getting uh, some more info about the artwork the artist so they don't just uh, say okay this artwork is worth 5000 euro uh, I see it in the shop. I yeah, just click buy and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, people have questions like, how will you ship it? Uh, well, but they also want to know a bit more about the artist. What's the intention of the artist? Uh, they can't read it online, sure, but they maybe want to talk with someone personal about it. But the the bigger part of the online sales, uh, um, it's like the prints and editions. So this is artworks maybe that have a price between to €200 Euros and €700, Euros, something between that. And this goes pretty well. So, um, And I think uh, from these prints and editions, it's, it's already 50% of the business I'm doing through the shop.
0: Is there a process or like a feeling that you have when you're saying, you know, this is a new artist and this is someone I want to work with?
1: I see something from an artist and I'm amazed by it that's the, the most important thing So, because art is um, something about uh, an emotion, you, you're hooked to it very easily, and I think if you see an artwork and, and you know in the first minute not even 15 seconds you know that you like it or it's something that, that you want to be more connected to or you want to maybe have it I also have kind of an experience now what uh, people maybe like first of all, I have to like piece, I have to be amazed by it or the artist. The second thing is, is this something for my clients? <laughs> is this what people would, would buy? So sometimes I really love pieces, but for instance, they're really super critical. They're very deep, maybe a bit dark, maybe uh, um, not something people want to hang up on the wall.
0: So you were in consultancy and you had a business going and then you decided to pivot and change into an art gallery. Um, how was that reception from your family and friends when you wanted to do this switch?
1: All of them said, are you sure? <laughs> so, well, this thing is going, going well, so you make money from that. And uh, um, do you really want to, 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 to give this up and, and start something new? You know, I was doing still a bit of consulting, but started the gallery. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it was kind of a 50-50 thing. But I found out that uh, if you want to do something really good, you just have to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was uh, the consulting thing was uh, kind of boring. Creating, um, for instance, a website for a client for a new car, which a model or something, and a campaign, which is just valid now. And next year, the website you produced, nobody cares about. It's just like uh, melting like snow. And it's something also that um, I thought, it's is it really worth it to, to put so much energy in it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted to do something that is uh, more important for, for us as, as, as humans, as our society, as a culture is the base of, of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so art is super important for us. At first, art is not doing business and not about money. Mm-hmm. And, but art needs money to live. So. That's the thing. So it's like uh, also many, many artists uh, uh, that are uh, going to galleries, they they don't have the intention to be rich or something. They just want to do their art and they want to live from that. Mm -hmm. So because they love to do what they do. And um, yeah, that's also a bit of my philosophy. So it's I have this gallery and I really love to do it. And it's uh, I'm sure I want to make a living from that. But my intention is not to be rich or rich stinking rich or whatever, (laughs) just to to make a good living and uh, um, but to make something that really fills me up and and makes me happy and is something that I really can uh, relate with, gives me good energy and uh, I can talk about this always uh, with everybody and it's always interesting.
0: Looking forward because I think you are always very ahead of the curve and you're doing new things that people might not be doing for many years to come especially with urban art and also selling online mm. what do you want to do next or are there any plans that you can share uh,
1: for the future the gallery is now internationally known um, uh, many many people know the shop and uh, people have no barriers in buying online anymore what's really important is to, to um, enhance like uh, visibility on social medias but yeah well the most important thing is content it's always important to find new exciting talents working well with the artists that you have in the program but uh, also maybe uh, going back from this uh, like really very um, new media thing into maybe a little bit of old media and uh, making uh, like like books or, or documentations uh, of, of what you're doing maybe into the old media thing and um, it's also very important. It's really important to, to really find the artist that uh, business is running very well and also what is good for the gallery profile and uh, for sure always coming up with maybe new exhibition ideas. Uh, this is super important because collectors watch for this.
0: To close off. Um, I wanted to ask, um, what was your process of naming Pretty Portal and what's the meaning behind it?
1: Yeah, as I told you, I was into um, new media and consulting before and uh, I was uh, um, consulting some guys who were at that day, about 14 years ago, you have this idea of internet portals, like uh, portal websites where you, for instance, I was uh, consulting and illustrating and making marketing for a website called HipHopDe, so the HipHop portal for Germany, mm-hmm. for instance, and uh, um, consulting this thing and uh, for these portal websites. So mm-hmm. it was in, in Germany, we called it portal websites. I don't know if it's maybe also still the international name, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm consulting these guys with, with portal websites and it's, uh, we, are, we are helping you to make pretty portals. Like, uh, this was the first intention to it. And, um, but as the idea with the gallery came up very quick, uh, I thought, yeah, well, uh, does that name also fit to a gallery? And uh, because in general, it's like uh, uh typical contemporary galleries, so or they call Galerie Klaus Boskotten, or whatever so <laughs> yeah well that's I thought well that's pretty boring and, and not so international and as I had this idea of that uh, opening a gallery with uh, maybe um, feel like urban art which is uh, where international clients are needed there has to be some kind of a, it needs to be with international um, thing And I thought, yeah, Pretty Portal uh, could work well because it's still, it's some kind of portal where you find pretty things, nice things, beautiful things and uh, so I thought this uh, this could work well and for, I think for an online shop, uh, be named Pretty Portal, I think that works. (laughs) For sure. For the gallery as well.
0: I love it. It has alliteration and also it'll bring you to like a new, beautiful dimension, Mm -hmm. yes? Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Klaus, for having me today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Shopify Masters. If you enjoyed Klaus's journey of building pretty portal, please leave us a review wherever you are listening so the show can be discovered by others. I'm Shuang Shan, and I'll catch you next time on Shopify Masters.